Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. If you have given birth in the past, whether it was yesterday, a month ago, 10 years ago, or if you plan to get pregnant in the future, you need to listen to this podcast because my conversation with LaShonda Jones was extremely educational and just opened my eyes to the importance of women's health care before, during, and after pregnancy. So LaShonda Jones taught me a lot in this podcast. And I think, again, if you've given birth or if you plan to give birth in the future, you should definitely listen to this podcast so that you feel more educated and prepared about your own body. So LaShonda Jones is a licensed physical therapist. She's a certified personal trainer. She's pre and postnatal corrective exercise specialist. And she's a certified macro nutrition coach. She does it all. She has 15 years of experience in outpatient orthopedics with a more recent transition into women's health after becoming a mom of two to her seven-year-old son and her three-year-old daughter. After experiencing firsthand what it's like to have to navigate her own pregnancy, her own diastasis recti, a C-section, and postpartum recoveries, she began sharing her knowledge and her experiences on social media as a means of educating other women. And now she passionately advocates, educates, and empowers women worldwide through her online diastasis recti and core rehabilitation programs through her business, Core Elevation Fitness and wellness. Through these resources, she hopes to lessen the large gap that currently exists in postpartum care by helping women better navigate their perinatal care. So with that, welcome LaShonda Jones to the podcast. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints, LaShonda. I am so excited you're here because I get so many questions about diastasis recti, about postpartum, about pelvic floor, And as you know, as a physical therapist, we touch on this stuff in physical therapy school, but what people don't understand is there's an entire specialty of physical therapists who dig into this deeper after grad school, who work with women and men specifically on this. So I'm excited that you're here to talk more deeply than I can about this. So thank you for being here. I'm excited to be here. I love this subject. (laughs) Yay. Yay. Good, good, good. Well, let's dive right in. Um, So I want to kind of talk about two things today, primarily. So the fourth trimester and then diastasis recti. And I know Mm -hmm. the the two are kind of interchangeable a little bit, Um, but let's start with the fourth trimester. So number one, what is the fourth trimester and what can women expect during that time? What are kind of normal changes that happen? Absolutely. So we all know about first, second, third trimester, right? That's when we're pregnant. We know all these things. And then honestly, that term fourth trimester, that was fairly new for me. I had never really heard that, that term thrown around. So the fourth trimester is basically the trimester, like you have three months of each that allows those last three or last three months after pregnancy, basically. So the first 12 weeks after pregnancy is the fourth trimester. So those are really critical times of needing to be healing, for restoration, for additional guidance to be given that is really not given to a lot of postpartum women. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It, it And it needs to be. And you, your Instagram is awesome. We will link her Instagram in the show notes, but you are doing a really good job at bringing awareness to that because I've never had a baby. I haven't experienced it yet. I haven't experienced it in my body, 
But what I've heard from a lot of my clients is like, there was no, I didn't know that this was a thing. Like I thought my body was just going to bounce right back. It's going to snap right back. Yeah. So can you, because there's no education about it. Yeah. Can you talk Mm -hmm. about what, what happens in your body and what's, what's normal to be expected during that time? So I think what's the, I guess the easiest way to truly understand what to expect is to kind of go back to what happens during pregnancy, all the different changes that happen during pregnancy. That makes sense why we say rest, recover, rehab, things like that during the postpartum period. So during pregnancy, right? So we know that the baby is growing, right? So when the baby's growing, that means your uterus is enlarging and other organs are also enlarging as well. So like organs like your kidney, they enlarge. So you have so much enlarging of your organs that's happening. So with that, your belly is expanding, right? So there's this natural process that's happening. Our babies are growing, our bodies are changing. All of these things are natural. So a part of that natural process is also diastasis recti, right? So we'll definitely get into that a little bit later. So let's talk about the other things that have and stuff, your diaphragm, which is like the dome-shaped muscle that's here, your breathing muscle. And then you have your lungs above that, and then you have your rib cage. So all of those things are pushed up, okay? All of those things are pushed up to make room for baby. So with that, our rib cage, so structurally, our rib cage is starting to widen. Okay, so that's a natural process that happens. So we'll go back to why that's important in postpartum. Also, our pelvic floor, which is here, like a bowl shape of muscles, that sits down into our pelvis, our pelvic floor muscles is taking on a heavier load, meaning our growing belly, our baby, these enlarged organs now having to take this extra load. So these muscles are getting sometimes tighter, lengthened, weakened, a lot of physical changes that are happening there as well. And then we have your posture. We get the pregnancy posture, right? <laughs> That's where you see mom starting to waddle. Your hips are widening. You start to get tightness in your back. You kind of have this, what, what I like to call pregnancy posture that happens as well. So now we're talking posture. We're talking organ shifting. We're talking rib cage expanding. We're talking pelvic floor lengthening. We're talking about pelvic floor uh, lack of coordination. So a lot of different changes. And we're just talking about what should I pack in my bag for the baby? <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like moms don't even, we know that a baby's happening, this has to happen, but we're not thinking, oh, I need to take care of myself. All of these changes have happened to my body, right? And so now we move into, you have the delivery of the baby. Then your uterus naturally will start to shrink back to its normal size. So that generally happens within, research kind of says different things, between four and eight weeks your uterus will return back to its normal size, okay? So you got that happening naturally. Your organs start to shrink down. The, your kidneys don't have to pump as much, you know, things into your body so it can return back to its normal size, right? And so we have things returning back to its normal size, but then no rehab. So you still have pregnancy posture. You still have this widened rib cage. You still have this pelvic floor that has also had some level of trauma because it had to relax and move to make space for baby to come out, right? And so all of these things happen. Even if you had a belly birth, those muscles were still impacted during pregnancy. So all of these things are existing, but then we go to our six-week checkup and you're good to go. You go back, you exercise, you have life. But as you can hear now, <laughs> no, we need to do something about all of this. Mom needs to be taken care of. These things need to be addressed. And so that's where uh, things like, pelvic floor physical therapy, 
seeing a women, women's health physio is going to be very helpful to be actually help recover those things, get these things back into alignment. Yeah. And <laughs> I think probably a lot of women are going to be listening to this, maybe that are in the fourth trimester, but maybe who have had babies years ago, years ago. but they feel like this stuff wasn't ever addressed. So I guess, mm-hmm. is it ever too late to start going to a women's health physio? Never too late. Never too late. So many women will listen to this podcast. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know all of that happened to my body. And I am 40 something years old and I'm still dealing with leaking. And I've been wearing pads as if because that was what everybody else was doing. No, you can also restore those muscles. This is the thing about muscles, whether you are 20 years old or you know 90 years old, muscle can always be strengthened. It can always learn you know, coordination. It can always be restored and rebuilt. So it's so important that women understand that you don't have to necessarily, even though that's optimal to go to the physical therapist also during pregnancy and then also into postpartum. But even if it's been years later, you can still restore and rehab your core, your pelvic floor. There's always hope. Yeah. I love that. And I think like there's some misconceptions is like, people are like, oh, I'm just going to go to a pelvic floor therapist and just do Kegels. I'm already doing Kegels. I don't need to do that. And Mm. I think what people don't realize is there's a neuromuscular disconnect. Exactly. I mean, you could probably speak more about this, but you know, when you give birth and your the connection between your nerves and your muscles changes, and if you're not working to, like you said, get that coordination back of being able to flex them and find them. Exactly. You could do all the Kegels in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But if those muscles, exactly. So, you know, I don't know how much you talk about this, Shannon, but that's one of the things we learn about physical therapy school. If there's some type of pain or there's some type of injury, and I don't want, you know, that there could be confused as pregnancy with injury because there's not, there is some level of trauma during delivery, but it's not. Um, But your body, those nerves start to shut down because those muscles are not contracting the way they used to. So think about the abdominals, you know, before the the rectus abdominis muscles, they're just, they're in their normal space, right? But then those muscles are elongated, they're stretched. They can't contract the way that they used to. So that means they're going to get what? They're going to get weak. Yeah. Yes. And so that same thing. So you have to teach those muscles to now uh, fire correctly. You have to uh, help them be rebuilt. Um, and that's the core muscles, the pelvic floor muscles, uh, your back muscles, those muscles, those that they don't work the way that they used to. So it's a whole kind of rehabilitation process that's happening there. Yes. And you alluded to diastasis recti a little bit with the abdominals. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about what that is? Do, and I actually don't know the answer. Do all women get that from pregnancy? And, you know, what, how, what tools do you use? And I know it's individual person to person, but to start to rehab, I guess, a diastasis recti. Right. So the actual term of diastasis, so let's go to pregnancy just to, I guess, simplify it. During preg- pregnancy, that is a completely natural process. So like I said, your baby, your uterus, everything's growing, pushing, moving, right? All of that is a natural process that needs to happen. We want those abdominal muscles to elongate. We want them to be able to stretch and move because otherwise then we have other additional issues happen if they're not stretching and elongating with the rest of the body. So we need that natural process to happen. So some level of abdominal separation is going to happen naturally. So the actual con- I guess you can call it of diastasis recti 
which basically means abdominal separation, um, that is where you get the actual, I guess, diagnosis of that, or you can determine that you have diastasis recti. So again, same things happening, but the actual diagnosis, I guess, should more so be left into that fourth trimester because once you have the baby, right now, everything is kind of restoring itself back to size. Those abdominals are going to naturally start to come back together, okay? But there may be a degree of separation that's still there to where that two to two and a half fingers that a lot of people may or may not know about, that's where you're using your fingers to see if you have diastasis recti. And if you look in Google, anything diastasis recti, it'll probably tell you you're, if you can put more than two fingers in that abdominal space between your two rectus abdominus muscles, then that's considered diastasis recti. But that measuring of the abdominals and things like that really shouldn't happen until you've given your body proper time to heal, that uterus to shrink back, for things to kind of shift and recover, and then see, do I have actual diastasis recti? Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> it does. It does. And I have a few follow-up questions. So. Yeah. Um, you're first off the, the, um, the diagnosis that she's referring to for those of you that like, since people may or may not be watching the video, we've got our six pack muscle. And then, you know, there's that line that kind of runs down the middle of your abdominals. And if you can put two fingers in that space, um, linear that alba line. Yep. And I don't think I said that the linear alba tissue, linear so that, alba. the connective tissue that basically connects those two abdominal walls together. So those, those two abdominal walls, they run from your xiphoid process, which is basically your chest bone area, <laughs> all the way down to your pubic bone area where your pelvis is. So that is just a straight line down of muscles, right? And then in between those muscles is your connective tissue, which is called the linea alba. So anywhere along that linea alba tissue, you can have separation. So for some women, it may be at the level of the belly button. For some, it may be diastasis above the belly button. For some women, it may be below the belly button. So everyone presents differently, which is why we say you don't want to just do any type of exercises for diastasis recti because that exercise may not be helping you specifically. Oh, hopefully so that <laughs> hopefully that clarifies that, that while you're putting your fingers in between because that linear alpha tissue is stretched during pregnancy um, and it is thin. And so again, once you reach that six week, eight week mark where you're, again, your uterus has returned to its normal size. Now we're going to see, okay, how much of a separation do you have still between those muscles? For some, they may just be able to fit two uh, fingers there and it may be fine. And for some, it may be larger, six fingers, eight fingers, 10 centimeters, things like that. Like everyone is different. Got it. I, yep. I didn't know that I, we learned it in physical therapy school, like right above your belly button. But like, I didn't know that it was all the way down the full length of the abdominals. Exactly. This just goes to show we do not learn enough about this. In physical therapy school. <laughs> do not. Do not. Yeah, it's, no, it's that, sad. It, it was a learning curve for me. So I'm, I'm sure you probably say in my bone, things like that, like I had diastasis recti. So I had to learn these things, you know, even as a physical therapist, I say, I did not know these things. So if I'm a physical therapist, I'm a, I'm a healthcare professional and I don't know, then why would we expect moms who they didn't go through this schooling or things like that to, to know these things and to figure this all out on their own. That's so unfair. You know, it is unfair. It is unfair, but you are doing the good work to spread this, (laughs) um, which I think is so important. And also I wanted to clarify about you recommend waiting until the fourth trimester is over those three months uh, post-pregnancy to then assess if you have diastasis recti. So 
Is that, is that correct? Am I, did I interpret that correctly? Yeah. You don't have to wait till it's completely over, but at least okay. wait until the six week mark. So you're still within that fourth trimester at six to eight weeks, but at least allow that, you know, you have excess fluid, you have enlarged uterus. Those things are going to cause those abdominals to be more separated. You know what I mean? Yes. So you don't want to have a baby and then week one, like, oh my God, I have eight fingers between my, and freak out. <laughs> you're going to, you know, you just freshly had a baby. That's not the time that you're worried about your abdominal separation and diastasis, right? That because women are scared to get this, this, this condition They're They want to avoid it during pregnancy. And as I basically just alluded to, it's not something you want to avoid. It's natural. It's completely okay. And it really honestly helps if you learn those foundational things like proper breathing, um, posture and alignment, um, how to live properly, how to engage and connect with your core and pelvic floor during pregnancy to help you be able to uh, rebuild during that fourth trimester period and have a better connection to those muscles before they start to separate, before things start to shift. You know what I mean? So that yes. way you, you kind of like that muscle memory thing. You're like, oh yeah, my pelvic floor. I know it during pregnancy. I've been connecting to it during pregnancy. Now I can rebuild and restore it during uh, postpartum as well. So that's the optimal thing. So that doesn't mean like, Hey, Oh man, I missed the boat. You know, I say things like that. And people are like, ah, oh, man, I wish that was me. And they get upset. So again, I don't say that to upset the women that didn't or wasn't able to, but Hey, if you're listening to this and you're planning to have babies, get in there with a pelvic floor PT, you know, learn how to connect with those muscles. So those are things that we're not really taught to know, be proactive as much as possible, not to necessarily avoid diastasis recti, but when you, when you have been delivered baby and you're restoring your body, you know what to do. It's already ingrained in you. You're just, that's how I think most women kind of uh, get back faster, if that makes sense, kind of get back to activities faster. And like, well, why can't I do that? Some women, they, they naturally do it, genetics and things like that help them. And then some have already learned how to connect those muscles outside of just kegels. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I think it's very important for you to say what you just said in that diastasis recti is a normal thing that happens to a lot of women during pregnancy. You don't have to be afraid of it. It's just something that, okay, this is, this might be something you need to address later. I love that you said that. I think that's very important. It's going to, cause you know, I feel like I hear from women a lot, like something, they feel like something's wrong with them. They feel like broken and I just think like, it, it makes me so sad. And I think that it's very important for you to say what you just said. So, And I you. love that you said that Shannon, women feel broken. And this is the thing, you know, and this is my biggest message that I try to put across on my page is that you're not broken. And even though you, your body has gone through all of these changes, you still have to remember how resilient it is. I mean, you birthed a human being like, amen. <laughs> If you do a crunch and a sit up, you're not going to break. I promise you that. <laughs> you have, Thank your body you. Has done way harder things, okay? You know, but you know, and, and I'm sure we'll get into that. Crunches and sit ups, you know, they're not bad exercises. Not bad, even if you did them. You know, some women come to me, they're like, "Oh my God, I didn't know," and you don't know, and it's okay. Hopefully, you get to this podcast, and you, you yes. get this this education in your earways. You know, it's, it's good. Um, but if you've done the crunches, you've done the city of sit ups and things like that, it doesn't mean now that everything is you know com- you're not going to combust. You know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> Yes, it's okay. You can restore, right? And you can learn from there. Um, and then going to the women who, you know, now you may have not done those things, but you you feel broken. And that's exactly how I felt. You know, three years ago, there was a 
bunch of lists saying, you know, no planks, no sit-ups, no twisting, no lifting, no, 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 no. Yeah. Thing is like, oh, that's interesting. I have this eight pound baby that I have to lift right after baby. I have this huge car seat that I have to lift, this stroller. What are you talking about? You know, I crunch to get up and get my baby, you know? And so it's like, well, okay. Our body's a little bit more resilient than that. So now, you know, we're trying to do away with those no-no lists. We don't want women, you know, feeling like they can't do, they can't do. Now, is there alternative exercises that we prefer that you learn first when you have the acids recta? Absolutely. So things like foundational breathing, learning how to now, we talked about the diaphragm being pushed up. That's a muscle as well. It's weakened. We need to learn how to restore that natural diaphragmatic breathing. So I teach women how to do that natural diaphragmatic breathing as much as possible. You have to restore that because this muscle has been pushed up. It hasn't been used properly. We start being chest breathers because you you have nowhere else to breathe. <laughs> and then your neck starts hurting and you're, you get headaches and it's like, oh, it's why? A, that's why I say diastasis recti is a whole body issue. Not necessarily the, the diastasis recti, but just postpartum period. I talked about a lot of things and I kind of kept it to the core you know, but there's things that happen with your knees, your feet, plantar fasciitis, all of a sudden you got that going on. All of a sudden I have this neck pain I never had before. My shoulders, why is my shoulder so, do I have shoulder pain because of the way I'm lifting my baby? Why I have this wrist pain because of the way I'm lifting the baby? I mean, it's a lot that's being thrown at moms and they're just, that's where that broken feeling comes from. And then you're telling me I can't do the things that I thought I was going to do to snap back. I can't sit up. That's what most women know. They know sit-ups, crunches, they're not taught more foundational exercises and exercises that help you connect to that deeper, those deep, that deeper core system in your deep, uh, in your pelvic floor. They're not taught those things. So they're thinking now I, I can't do anything, but there's so much that you can do. And um, a lot of it is out there on social media, but like I said, it's just better to get in with the women's health physical therapist, a physio, uh, excuse me, a public floor phys- physical therapist. I know some people say physio as well <laughs> because yeah. I talk globally to different people. I'll, I'll throw that term out interchangeably. Um, yes. But uh, there's, there's professionals out there to help you guide you through that is the point. And there's yes. so many other exercises that you can do to rebuild and restore your core. Yeah. I, I, you know, I have my own fitness platform and the problem with it. And and I, of course, like I, I try to make it as safe as possible for everyone, but the problem is when you have so much that's happened to your body after you give birth, Mm -hmm. you re I really do think you need an individual approach and coming to my program where you're not going to necessarily get that. You're just going to take a group fitness class for you mamas, you fresh mamas that might not be, it might be, you know, worth your time for your body, just longevity to go see someone and see someone one-on-one like you who can assess all the little nuances. Um, I think to me that that seems like a better approach. Absolutely. I think that is a great starting point. And, you know, I think it takes a village, you know, postpartum in general, there's so many resources that we don't know about. So I'm talking a lot about the physical, but we talk about the fourth trimester. You have postpartum duels, you have lactation consultants, you have your midwives, you have a mental health therapist, like it takes a village 
to do that. And a part of that is, you know, also postpartum coaches and, and people who have amazing programs like you, like those resources are there. But I think a good starting point is to see that pelvic floor PT and I'm online, right? I'm not even in the clinic anymore. So I recommend most women, you know, they come to me and I'm able to help a lot of them, but sometimes it's good, especially, you know, I don't, I don't see most women until after the six week period, but there's six weeks there that you could be seeing a pelvic floor PT in person. So I coordinate with a lot of PTs who are, who are in the clinic, you know, and, and again, it's, coordination process. And even for you, like if you have moms in your program, you know, encouraging them to be with the pelvic floor PT, they can, if they, if they're months postpartum, right, they can still do your program, but it may be needed for them to either pause or also see as well. So yeah, right. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And I, I love that. I, I think like, you know, I tend to get mama, fresh mamas, but then I also tend to get so many people who, you know, are your demographic who are past that six weeks and maybe years into it. Can mm-hmm. we talk a little bit about those mamas? And, you know, a lot of them are, like you said, afraid to do crunches. What mm-hmm. do you recommend for someone who is past that maybe fourth trimester point mm-hmm. as far as like exercise? Um, what are kind of some general guidelines that you like to give people like that? So no matter where you are, I honestly, even if it's been years, I always start with foundational um, exercises like breathing, um, because a lot of women, I mean, even I have women who are 11, 15 years postpartum and they're still chest breathing because that's, that's, that's what they've been doing forever, you know? And so I still started with learning diaphragmatic breathing. I still start with that as an exercise, learning how to breathe correct, correctly, excuse me. Then I'm going to teach you how to uh, connect with those deeper core muscles. So you're going to see what a lot of people say is the boring exercises, <laughs> but just learning how to connect with your transverse abdominus muscle, learning how to connect and engage your pelvic floor and lift your pelvic floor and relax your pelvic floor, like all of these things, because a lot of women will come into programs like yours, even my if I didn't know, if I didn't ask the right questions and they'll have these pre-existing conditions that they don't say anything about. So I'm, I'm teaching women what I feel are the basics that you're just not being taught, not for the purpose of just healing your diastasis, because I know that you probably weren't taught those things, you know what I mean? And so I think you can never go wrong with teaching women proper breathing, teaching women how to connect with not just squeeze, squeeze, squeeze the pelvic floor, but relax. The pelvic floor because so many women have painful sex. They have issues with prolapse. They have leaking that they don't speak about because it's kind of taboo, right? Yes. Yes. So it's important to get those foundational exercises and things like that in. So here's the thing. You don't have to do just heel slides, bridges, and things like that. But sometimes the basic exercises are good. And this is what I do in my program is now you've learned how to breathe. Now breathe and do a bridge. Breathe and engage and do a heel slide versus breathe and do a bridge and a plank and some all oh, the core muscles are kicking yeah. in. You know, that's a little overwhelming. Yes. So the basic classes have their place, but once you learn how to connect with those muscles, then you can honestly, basically, the sky's the limit. So I teach women how to return back to crunches. I teach you how to return back to sit ups and planks. I want you to be able to do whatever exercise you want to do without fear of doing those exercises. But what exercises do I recommend? The boring ones. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. To modify when you need to. And and what are some of the reasons you may want to modify is when you're doing an exercise or say that you're doing a plank because that's what everybody else is doing. You're like, whoa, what is that 
thing looking like a baby alien coming from my tummy? Or what is this coning that most people don't know the word coning, right? But what is this pushing out in my tissue? Or why does this hurt, you know, when I'm doing it? Then those are things where you can modify. So it doesn't mean you can't do a plank, but maybe you need to do the plank against the wall and learn to connect with those core muscles better. So it's not, I don't tell people don't do planks, don't do setups, but let's learn how to connect with those deeper core muscles that help draw the belly in. So that's what the transverse abdominus muscle does. It helps to draw the belly in. It also helps protect, right? Versus the external uh, core muscles or more superficial core muscles, which is like your rectus abdominis, your obliques and things like that. Um, and, and they're movers, they're, they're bigger muscles. So you want to get those protective drawing in muscles to, to learn how to connect with those. And then let's crunch. Then let's plank because now we've got all the core muscles on board. And I think that's probably the main reason why you hear people say don't do those things is because most women are not educated on how to connect with the other core muscles that don't quite kick in the same way as the big movers. Because you're doing a pretty big movement when you're doing a crunch. You're doing a pretty big movement when you're doing a sit up to just breathe and engage. You don't have to move at all. So you see how those muscles work differently. Yeah. Um, so um, those are the things that I recommend. And I know people are like, oh, man, I have my my parents were all ready for her to tell me <laughs> do, do that, do this, do that right. and do exercises. But I would do, you know, justice because that may not be the exercise for you because you may be still in, be dealing with SPD pain. And I'm telling you, oh, do squats. Ah, oh, man, that hurts. Now, what do I do? You know what I mean? And then they feel like now I'm broken again because yeah. all the this that she told me, I can't, I can't do them. They cause leaking, they cause pressure, they cause pain. So those general conditions like prolapse or leaking, those are things that's going on in your pelvic floor. So let's address that. Let's hit those foundational exercises so that we can restore those things that are not quite right. And, and then go from there. I, I hear a lot from people who are like, yeah, 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 I get it. And they do it for like a week and then they give up on it. So let's, I think you and I should talk about a realistic time frame. What do you see with your clients where how, how a time frame window that like you should just be focused on the foundations. Don't even worry about adding, or, or if you do add, you know, stay within like these certain parameters. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like a matter of weeks? Usually what do you, what's, what do you usually see? So I'm probably, I don't know how everybody else treats and trains. The foundational things that I'm teaching, I'm actually wanting you to do almost for like the rest of your life. You're not necessarily doing the heel slides for the rest of your life, but I'm wanting you to breathe diaphragmatically. Don't go back to shallow breathing. You know, it's not like a, a one-time thing that I'm teaching you. I'm not teaching you to do this only for the first four weeks and then forget it. I want you to diaphragmatically breathe because we should be using our diaphragm, right? I want you to relax and engage your pelvic floor when you lift and you do heavy lifting and you go on to your exercise classes. Still remember your pelvic floor because again, those muscles get weak again if you don't use them. So all of those things I want you incorporating into exercise. So when I teach training, I'm teaching people how to do squats and engage their core. I'm teaching people how to do bicep curls and engage their core. So we're not just engaging our core when we're doing core exercises. We're connecting with our core all throughout. So we're not and let me say that to say you're not holding and sucking your stomach in all the time when you're working. Out. Yes. <laughs> those muscles, but you're still connecting. Does that make sense? And so you're moving on to the harder exercises. You kind of lay a foundation. And this is how my program is built. You lay a foundation and then you build on top of it. But you don't yes. remove the foundation because otherwise everything is going to crumble. Does that make sense? What I'm it makes total <laughs> sense. And I think women are, are, I hear a lot, like I can't do a crunch without the doming. Like I see the doming. And so to you, does that say, okay, maybe this is like a, 
maybe this, that's a signal that you should step back and like, just focus on those foundations for a little while, the ones that you teach. And I'm sure there's more than you just listed because you have an entire program. That's right. So (laughs) I don't want someone to just listen to this podcast and think this is all I need. Like, Oh yeah, no, I mean, when I say it, like, I guess, and hopefully to answer people's question, everything in my program, I have total body workouts. I teach people cardio workouts. I teach people all pretty much all the exercises that you see out there. I teach it all in my program, but with the foundations of breathing, engagement, <laughs> pelvic floor, like all of those things. And then I just, it's the, the, the sky's the limit to me. That's the way I train. Right. And for some people they're like this, you know, we used to have what, uh, what do you call those home exercise programs? Like these are the exercises that you do. And this is the same yeah. ones you just printed out for the last person. In the yeah, last. I, literally bridges. What are they? What are they, Shonda? Bridges, clamshells, TA. Yeah, but I have moms who are coming to me from CrossFit. They're, you know, they want to get back to swimming. They want to get back to um, me. I just want to lift my kids. I want to be able to jump on a trampoline. I, come, I listen to their goals. And those are the exercises that I kind of do. I mean, we still do the basics. We still do, you know, other things, but I'm like, then I start to specialize a little bit more to get you back to the things that you want to do. And so the exercises may look a little bit different. Yep. So, so yeah, I mean, I've seen some of your before and after pictures, you, you have an eight week program and I've seen Mm -hmm. some of your before and after pictures and they're, they're amazing. Like the changes people can see. And I don't know if that's always within eight weeks, maybe it's longer than that, but I just feel like we need to give women hope that like you can, you can your body make, is so resilient. Oh yeah. You can make changes. And you know, for the women that, you know, because <laughs> this is the thing about the online world and, and maybe you even experienced that Shannon, maybe not. Hopefully you got some long haulers. <laughs> well, you know, people just kind of, they stop focusing, especially and for me, I work with busy moms. And so I'm like, I, I just need eight weeks of your attention. <laughs> yes. Weeks of your attention, I need you to focus on you, you know, and I want it to carry over, but after a while I started to kind of loosen. So it used to be 12 weeks and then people start to linger off and then they got vacations with the kids and they got to run the kids everywhere. So, okay, let's, we're going to condense it to eight weeks, but they have access to my program for an entire year because for some women, it takes a year. For some women, it takes even longer than that. And for some women, like you said, they can, they can start to get the foundational things. They can start to see changes within those eight weeks, but I don't tell them to stop. At the yes. eight weeks, I want them to continue on rehab and I want them to continue on with the exercises well outside of the eight weeks. Yes. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. I, we <laughs> do in my classes, we do diaphragmatic breathing and every or rib cage breathing, diaphragmatic breathing in every class. And I've been reading a lot about it. Like even, you know, the diaphragm is a core muscle. Like you said, it's the top of our core and mm-hmm. very important, but it also like has all these like parasympathetic benefits. And like yes. if you're stressed and like brain fog as a mama, yeah, that's an amazing well, benefit. Women, keep doing it, you know, because you, when you're, when you're more of a chest breather, that makes that sympathetic nervous system kick on. It's like fight or flight because you're like, here is really short versus that diaphragmatic breathing. It causes you to pause. It causes you to let the last muscles engage. Yes. Muscles. You know, it's, it's just a different type of breathing and its benefits are, are endless. I, I'm telling you, I was so shocked when I learned about, it. I was like, yes, diaphragmatic breathing is, is like awesome. It's the key to life. It's the key to life. Yeah. The body and things like that. So when you really get to learn about like how, wow, how amazing our body is, it's just like, wow. There's a reason for these things. There's a reason for that muscle and it needs to to work, you know, and it's too neglected. And I, I think people like you are, 
um, doing amazing things for mamas that oftentimes get neglected and get, you know, honestly, it's all about the baby sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so focus on the mamas is I think awesome work. So can you, um, we talked a little bit about your program, but can Mm -hmm. we, can you tell the listeners where they can find you website, your program, all the stuff, and we'll link it all in the show notes too. Absolutely. So most women, uh, because my program is online, most women find me on social media. I get word of mouth from my clients and things like that, but most people, you know, just to kind of find me, Social media, Instagram is like my go-to. That's where I share most of my education. Um, I have a free five-day diastasis recti challenge where I go over the the same principles that we talked about, like the breathing, um, your posture, lifting baby, um, nutrition. We didn't touch on that a whole lot in here, but nutrition, even, you know, because a lot of women deal with bloating and GI issues going on because again, those organs were squished, but you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> um, so I go over nutrition. I give them the basics because for some, for so many women, they're learning about this and then they're overwhelmed. Like now, where do I start? So that, you know, free five-day challenge is just one of my ways of being able to help as many people as I can um, for free. <laughs> wow. You know, yeah, for free. So um, I just shoot them a little video every day, given the education. So that resource is there. Um, you know, of course, everyone says, click the link in my bio. <laughs> you I'll, can click I'll link it. Bio, but it is there. Um, yeah. And I'll link it in the show notes. So if you guys are listening on podcasts or on YouTube, I'll link it below so you can just click it. Absolutely. And then I have my eight week program um, that Shannon was also speaking about. And so that's where I offer both one on one and group options where I assess you for actual diastasis recti. I look at your posture. I look at your current breathing. I look at your movement, you know, as a mama, you know, how you're moving or what's not moving, (laughs) you know, things like that. Um, And looking for muscle weaknesses. So everything online, which some people are so shocked, like, how can you see that? online, you know, so I, I, but that's what I do. And so that's an eight week program. Um, I do run it about four, four to five times out of the year. I'm actually have enrollment opening right now. So this will be my lowest last program for the year. And then of course we'll restart next year as well. Um, and that includes, um, everything really. I do live uh, group sessions with the women. So I like to tell this part because some people are just like, there's so many programs out there, you know, I guess what makes sure it's different. So I do do live trainings with the women so that I can provide them feedback. I can see what they're doing. I can correct their form. They do do weekly check-ins with me. I give them feedback on their form and, you know, their breathing and things like that so that they feel confident in what they're doing and that they they know that they're going to see some improvements and not just to their diastasis recti, but their, their total body. That's my goal, that their total body is just moving again, you know, being restored again, being feeling more confident again. That's what I want for women. Even though you see the before and afters on my page, I'm like, I want women to be empowered. I want you educated. I want you to connect with this, with your body again. So that's yeah. my, <laughs> I, I feel like you are so aligned with the things that I preach, but just in different ways, like I'm more general exercise and you're more of the mama part of things. And so I just, I just think that this fits so well. And I, you are incredible. I know you're a mom yourself. And so you're busy and I won't take up too much more of your time, but thank you so, so much, LaShonda. Thank um, you we'll have to bring me. you back sometime soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Yay. Well, if you want to stay on, um, but for everyone else that's listening, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.